Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for July 22nd. Every Monday, we talk about uh, the movies that came out, what we saw last week, what's happening at the box office, basically anything movie-related. Sometimes it can be short and sweet. Sometimes we throw back with old movies that we talk about. Um, Sometimes it's all about the hot new stuff that is landing either in the theaters or promising to come. You know, it's kind of like that box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get around here on Monday Movie Minute. Something like that. I don't know. All right. So this week, I did not make it to the movie theater as much as I hoped. I planned on going to see Crawl. I had finally talked myself into it. (laughs) Uh, The Farewell, which is the Aquafina movie, which I mentioned before, I'm dying to see. It did open in a theater near me. So that's on my list. Didn't make it. I also wanted to see The Lion King again. I did make that one. I did go see The Lion King again. And I will tell you this. That's a real quick wrap-up to my Lion King coverage. Uh, The second time around, I enjoyed it a lot more. So if you listen to that first review and you're like, she hated it, maybe I shouldn't go see it. You know what, guys? I have to walk that back just a little bit. The things that were distracting to me, and that's kind of my bottom line answer to why I didn't like The Lion King, is it? the visuals really were more distracting than I think they were meant to be. I was able to put it aside and to let it go and to just, just enjoy it the second time around. And, um, and I did, I did, I enjoyed it much more the second time around. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but anyway, that was the only movie I saw in the theater. And partially to blame is because Comic-Con coverage was dropping left and right. And honestly, I spent, all weekend long, kind of glued um, to Twitter <laughs> and following along all the excitement at Comic-Con uh, there in San Diego. And then in addition to that, Comic-Con dropped on us uh, the Veronica Mars season four. It dropped a week early and I had to binge it. I had to binge it. So I sat and watched that all day. I think it was Friday um, Friday night into the night. I had to stay and, and watch all of Veronica. And there's a lot Guys, there's a lot to unpack here, and there's a lot to talk about with Veronica Mars Season 4, and we're going to do that, uh, not today, but we are going to do that, because if you are watching that show as well, I know you got feelings, and I know you got thoughts, and we'll get there. We're going to get there. All right. All of those were, it was really good things. It was good reasons to keep me out of the movie theater, but, you know, it did. It kept me out of the movie theater, so I don't have anything super new to talk about there. However... Uh, This week, we are going to talk about things like the fact that uh, Avengers, Avengers, yes, finally beat Avatar worldwide. Uh, It it is now the number one box office uh, record holder worldwide. And why I love this and why I hate that Avatar had that record for so long. Uh, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. Um, Then we're going to talk a little bit about the news from Comic-Con, some of the trailers, I'm not going to go into the, the Marvel slate because I did that already. Uh, if you want to look back at the last uh, most recent podcast, it was the Daily-ish from Sunday. And uh, I talked about everything that was coming out from Marvel and why it has me hyped. Because it does. It does. <laughs> Again, no big shock there. Uh, but first, let's talk about the box office and what happened. Um, 
As expected, The Lion King killed it at the box office. I think it was 185 million, uh, which probably was another record or something. Uh, But anyway, the big news here is that Disney defeated their other Disney movies. (laughs) Yeah, this is the summer of Disney. Disney is is definitely cleaning up at the box office. Uh, Lion King was number one. Spider-Man Far From Home was number two. Toy Story uh, was number three. Crawl was number four. Yesterday is number five, which I'm thrilled to see that Yesterday is still in a top five position. It's such a sweet movie. It's such a good movie. If it's not on your list, please go read my review. It's on noguiltfangirl.com or go, go, go see it anyway. Just, you don't even, just trust me on this. If you need something lighthearted and fun and sweet and uh, musically beautiful, go and see Yesterday. And then at number six is Stuber, seven is Aladdin, eight is Annabelle Comes Home, nine is Midsummer, and ten is The Secret Life of Pets 2. And yeah, interesting mix on the box office, you know, like half of them are kid movies and the other half are horror movies. <laughs> I guess that's typical, typical summer fair though. Uh, a little bit, little bit of something there for everyone. All right, so now we're going to get into Avengers Endgame. Uh, and first of all, I don't think I've pretended otherwise or this should come as no surprise to anybody that listens to this podcast how much I love the Marvel movies and the MCU. I am straight up a Marvel fangirl. Uh, That is is my love. That is my favorite. That has uh, completely taken over my life at times. So yeah, Marvel. Uh, I'm I'm all in, right? Now, I don't love every second of every movie in the MCU, but I do like most of it. Uh, And the reason why I love Marvel is probably, well, it's not probably, it's, it's the exact reason why I did not like Avatar. And it all comes down to the story they tell and the characters they present. When I saw Avatar 10 years ago, uh, it wasn't in a theater. It wasn't in a theater. And and people will say, oh, well, there's your first mistake. No, no. I've never been somebody that gets super hung up on the visuals of things. I can tell by watching it, you know, on my huge TV at home that it's a beautiful movie. That I, I've never doubted. I've never fought over. I've never said anything otherwise. And I still won't. Cinematically stunning film, Right. I am no CGI expert, so maybe you could like break it apart and say, oh no, there's all kinds of problems there. Maybe there are. I don't know. But it is beautiful and I, I won't and, and I know it was a really, really big deal at the time because it was definitely something that was new and that we hadn't seen before. So I understand all those purposes. I do. Um, my issue with it is is the lasting power of Avatar and that there is none. <laughs> so I did not see it in the theaters. I um I, the interest just wasn't there to to buy to get a babysitter and to make the effort to go. So I ended up watching Avatar while I was on the treadmill, which um, at the time I was running, I was training for half marathons pretty consistently. And I had a 10 mile run to do that day. So I pulled out the treadmill. I was like, hey, this is a long movie. It's supposed to be amazing. It will completely pull focus away from these stupid miles that I have to do. So I put it on and I watched it. For comparison's sake, I usually would throw on something like um, Star Wars movies when I wanted to be transported and take my mind off the exercise, right? So that was usually my go-to was a Star Wars movie. You know, I had high hopes that this would power me through uh, via the story and the effects and just suck me in. And I had to see what everybody was talking about and how amazing they all said it was. And, you know, I kind of actually hoped it would be my next Star Wars. Um, spoiler. 
It was not. (laughs) Not at all. And I don't think it's going to be anybody's next Star Wars, or Marvel, for that matter. You know, just to remind people, when I go see a movie, I am not like a critic critic. I'm not like a hardcore, I hate everything except for this one, you know, random line that was beautifully said. No, that's not me, right? Uh, When I go to movies, I want stories that entertain me. I want stories that move me, uh, stories that transport through character, acting, you know, I I do love costumes and special effects, don't get me wrong, all that stuff is super important to the experience to me, but I want to connect, and I want to connect, you know, through these characters and through the story. This movie, like the, the the story they tell and the, the premise behind it should have been right up my alley. Uh, space Marines, <laughs> uh, people fighting for their way of life, you know, good versus bad, you know, all of that I dig. I, I like those ideas. I don't even believe it has to be reinvent the wheel. I don't believe it has to be, you know, particularly new. Um, but in this case, I didn't feel like it was a new story at all. There was nothing that... Um, that grabbed me. Um, if it's if it's technically awesome, but I don't care about the story or the people, then that's not a good movie to me. That doesn't that doesn't do it for me. Okay, I gotta care about someone or something <laughs> a lot more than the ooh ah that was so cool effect. All right, so that's that's where I stand. Not everybody's like that. I know we all watch movies for different reasons, but that's where I am coming from. So when it comes to Avatar, like I don't know, everyone's seen it, but. Does anyone really remember it? And if you do, you probably can't say much more than, oh, it was just so beautiful. It was just so amazing, right? Like, that's that's my problem with this. It, kind of to an extent, you know, the same issue that I had with The Lion King initially was that I felt like everyone was going to talk about how beautiful of a movie this was without admitting the flaws to it. But the difference being, I did connect to some of those characters. I did enjoy some of that story. I did enjoy some of the changes that they did. So can say that Lion King uh, is on the same level as uh, Avatar. In fact, I'll say it, Lion King is a better movie than Avatar. It is a much better movie than Avatar. There are tons of movies out there that I would watch again before picking up Avatar. And I have seen it again. Okay, so I watched it that first time on the treadmill. Then right before um, the Avatar land, uh, Avatar uh, Pandora world of Avatar opened at Disney World, which, as you know, I am also a very big Disney Parks fangirl. I felt like I should refresh. I was still against it. I was still not interested in it the whole time. Even when they first announced that this was coming, I rolled my eyes big and hard at Disney and going, ugh, why are you making me like subject to this because it's a dumb movie? Um, but I tried. I sat down and I watched that movie again. So that was a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, I think that Pandora opened. And um, I watched the movie again then. And since then, I've seen snippets here and there. Just, you know, I'll I'll randomly turn it on just to see. Nope, still still nothing. (laughs) Turn it right back off. (laughs) Um, So I have seen it 10 years ago. And then I did see it more recently. I just want to put that out there. You know, the whole wow effect can only get me so far. And that's actually, you know, sidetracking, side note, Disney, that's how I also feel about walking into your land. It is, again, stunningly beautiful, but the story is what I am there for. And I, and I have no connection to this story from the movie, and I have no con- connection to it when I go to the land. Even writing Flight of Passage. It's gorgeous, it's cool, but it's the story that you're telling while I'm on that ride doesn't stick with me, doesn't pull me in, doesn't make me want to go to the gift shop and buy anything. 
maybe I'm just a bitter Avatar hater. I don't know. I know the Disneyland is, is actually very successful, so it literally could just be me. It, I just don't have that connection. It didn't connect with me. And that's one thing that Disney parks do so well is they create this connection. And it is it is just not there, guys. It's just not there. With with this movie, like the whole, the whole cast is just meh. Like, you know, I asked this the other day. I asked this, I think, I think it was on Twitter. Not the other day. This was weeks ago. But, you know, who remembers the characters from Avatar? Tell me one name. And most... I think there was probably, you know, 15, 20 responses. And I think one person, maybe two people actually could give the whole entire cast and could give who was in it and their names. Um, you know, did they Google that? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but for the most part, people's response was, yeah, no, I don't remember them. I don't know their names. I don't, you know, they, they don't remember. They just know kind of the basic generic storyline. And I think that's a problem too, is if either the acting or the story or the lines they were, they were sharing, the screenwriting, whatever the answer is, it's a, it's an, a, it's a forgettable movie. It is just a forgettable movie. There's not a single character that that strongly engaged me or that I'm attached to, I, yeah, I got nothing, you know, I got, I got nothing, guys. Um, the, other, the other issue with it, where I think that you can also see this in things like, say, a Comic-Con. When you go to a con, a lot of people choose to cosplay and to dress up in whatever pop culture reference moves them. I've been to a lot of cons. I have been to, well, I won't say a lot, but I've been to a handful. I've been maybe 10, so more than some, less than others, right? So, but in the 10 that I've been to, I have seen one Navi, one blue avatar-inspired character out of all of them. <laughs> and to me, that also says something like that it just doesn't have the pop culture uh, staying power because these characters were so boring. You know, we just we just don't remember their names, their storylines, the dialogue, all of that. Uh, anyway, so for so all of that being said, that's why I don't like Avatar, right? That's why it has kind of stuck with me and been annoying to me that it was in this number one position and that it was at such an untouchable position. People kept saying it was never going to be taken down. It was going to be the number one movie of all time for forever and ever and ever. And I was like, you know what? That that needs to be given to somebody who earned it on, on a different level than just uh, really great timing with, you know, the whole 3D thing coming out and IMAX and and all of that. So I just felt like Avatar didn't earn it uh, as an overall body of work, all right? Yet, I do believe that absolutely a thousand percent Avengers Endgame does. Guys, I saw it five times in a theater, and I recognize that might be excessive, but I saw it five times in a theater, and I wept. No joke. <gasps> that kind of weeping, gasping, the fifth time, the fifth time, it got me that hardcore. So that's what I'm talking about. That's why I am completely there uh, with Avengers Endgame taking over Avatar, why I support this. And don't come at me with the, well, when you factor in interest and rah, 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 you know what? We ain't going there. We're not going to talk about that. We're just talking about the, re- the sheer raw number right now. And uh, yeah, well done, Marvel. Well done, 
Avengers. I'm I'm super excited and proud to be part of that because I did I did shell out a lot of money to come see you guys, but it was worth it every single time. I felt it was worth it. Never once was I like, ugh, this movie again. I have to see it. No, it was all I wanted to see it. This isn't a bash James Cameron. James Cameron has four Avatar sequels coming out. People four. Will it, it, by the time all those come out, will I be singing a different tune? Will things be completely different? Will I be an Avatar fangirl? I doubt it. But I think that's exactly what Disney is counting on when they when they built the land in the park. They were pre-planning. They were thinking ahead. I get all of that. I know all of that. And I, and I can't say it's not smart to do. There is absolutely going to be a generation of kids that grow up um, tied to these movies because they're, they're coming out like every other year. Um, starting 2020, I think, December 2020. And th- there's absolutely a, a good chance that uh, we are going to be singing a different tune about Avatar here shortly. But for here, for now, it's it's just not my, it's just not my thing. All right. So there you have it. I have finally explained why I don't like Avatar. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, one last congrats to Endgame. Okay, now we're moving on. Uh, so Comic-Con. Comic-Con San Diego happened this weekend. And if you're a fan of the movies, if you're a fan of TV and entertainment, which I assume you must be if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you probably paid somewhat attention to what was going on. There were some huge movie trailers that they pulled out. Not a whole, not as not as many as maybe in past years. Um, but what we got was still pretty cool. Uh, maybe it, they, they were smart. They dropped them all, I think, on um, Thursday or Friday. And then Saturday was just all about Marvel and what Marvel did in their panel, which people are still talking about. So, you know, Sunday, I don't even I don't even think anything super new from the movie aspects was dropped. I will have to go back and, and try to look at that because I can't remember. And it was yesterday, but I can't remember that right now. Uh, anyway, so at Comic-Con, the movies, we got Maverick which was a big, huge surprise uh, to the people in the room. Nobody was expecting to see Tom Cruise walk out on stage and not only walk out on stage and talk a little bit about the Top Gun sequel, but also go ahead and give him a little trailer. It, it was it was, it was, was pretty much a, a surprise there. Um, this was at the Paramount Pictures panel at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and they got a trailer. They got to see the trailer, and then they were kind enough to throw it quickly online for us. I have also, I have a post with all of these trailers if you want to watch them. Um, I will link it in show notes for you, noguiltfangirl.com, and uh, you can go sit and scroll through each one and see what see what you think. Uh, my first impressions with Top Gun Maverick uh, trailer was that it looked really familiar. In other words, they they let they're 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 throwing some heavy nostalgia on us for those of us who grew up with Top Gun. They are definitely are counting on all of us to show back up in the theater to watch this movie again. And you know what? I ain't mad about it. Ain't mad about it. I'll be there. <laughs> I'm good with it. But uh, things like uh, the twirling of the football is basically the same twirling of the volleyball that we saw right in the first one. The racing of the jets on the on his motorcycle. The scene in the bar. You know, hi Top Gun, I see you, I see what you're doing, and don't worry, I will buy my ticket and I will be there. You know, the first movie is not even actually that good of a movie when it comes to like script or even the acting, but I still love it, I I still watch it, I, I will watch it again. 
And I will see this one when it comes out. Um, all right, the next one that got my attention was It 2. Uh, it Chapter 2, they they threw us another trailer here. And if, guys, I'm just going to tell you, I am going to put on a diaper and I'm going to go see this one. I'm going to wear that adult diaper because I will probably pee my pants. Uh, it looks scary. This the, this is the movie franchise that is scaring me now. It was terrifying. It Chapter 2 looks like it's going to continue on. So yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Now, going off the history of last year's, I think it was last year, last year Halloween came out. Well, they decided to bring us an entire Halloween trilogy. Uh, And, you know, hey, Jamie Lee Curtis, totally down for this. Not not mad about that at all. Um, There was a Walking Dead teaser and I actually didn't watch this one yet, so I can't really comment on it. But that's partially because I don't watch, um, I don't watch the show anymore. It, <laughs> I watched it when it first came out. I was completely sucked in, and then I stopped sleeping because I would have these Walking Dead dreams, and I'm not kidding. I had zombie dreams every single night. Like it is that good of a show that it was affecting my life outside of my waking hours. So I had to put a stop to it. (laughs) I had to do a little self-care and put a stop to it. I do pay attention to to The Walking Dead on Twitter because I'm weird like that. Uh, I I like to watch when it's happening and see what the fans are saying about it, but I don't watch the show anymore. So that's probably why I just kind of skipped over this teaser trailer, but apparently there's a Walking Dead movie coming out. So, hey, there's that. (laughs) The big discussion of, of... comic-con however was the cats trailer okay so cats is a musical which you probably either love or hate apparently i i have never seen this one on stage but people have big feelings towards cats and they either love it or they hate it and i feel like this movie is going to be along that same lines that being said this movie oh my god Goodness, you guys, this you've got to see the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. But I gotta warn you, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. You can't scrub your eyeballs. It is well, let's just say CGI, just because you can does not mean you should. Okay. Why didn't they just put them just like they do in costumed characters on stage? I don't know. They felt like they had the CGI option, so they're going to do it that way. It's creepy. It's gross. Uh, The memes are amazing. (laughs) So I can't wait till the movie comes out and the memes just get even better because I love memes. Yeah, that's so there's cats. And this one's supposed to be December. I think it's coming out for Christmas of 2020 or 2019, 2019. Sorry. All right. And then the, the last one I'm going to talk about is Jay and Silent Bob. Again, just because you can, should you? <laughs> Look, I I grew up with Kevin Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is, you know, my generation, the, a storyteller uh, who I do appreciate. I really, I really do. But guys, I'm getting so old. I don't, I don't know if I can sit through a whole movie of the Jay and Silent Bob variety and truly enjoy it again. I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'm going to have to put my old lady hat aside and just roll with it because, again, it's Kevin Smith. I got to see this. And I got to see Jay as a dad to some extent. That that, that does have me intrigued. I uh, figure there's a story to tell there. And at the very least, remember, I come back to story and character. This one's going to have at least it's going to have some characters that you will remember. I am hoping that there's also a good story in there. <laughs> 
All right, and I wanted to throw out two podcast suggestions. If you are looking for more female voices in the genre of movie and TV discussions, check out both of these uh, new to me podcasts. They've both been around for a while, but they are new to me. So I wanted to, to give them a little shout out here. Uh, the first one is Stinger TV and movie podcast. It's uh, Shannon and Phaedra, which are two opinionated fangirls. One epic discussion. You'll, I think you'll like them. You think you'll like them. I actually know Phaedra a little bit, and she definitely has opinions, guys. <laughs> so if you want to chime in on that one, uh, definitely give them a listen. The other one that I have fallen in love with is the Anomaly Geek Girl podcast. They also have a blog. Uh, Anomaly is a sci-fi fantasy podcast. It was founded by Jen and Angela way back in 2007. So these are these are some old schoolers. Um, so maybe they're not new to you, just new to me. But their geeky episodes are about books, movies, television games, ren fairs, convention reports, that sort of thing. Uh, so So take a listen. All right, y'all, that is all I've got for Monday Movie Minute this week. Uh, There is a new podcast episode coming out on Thursday, uh, Topic TBD. I I have a couple recorded. I just need to decide what feels right to share. I haven't quite nailed down the timing of things, but that's going to be Thursday regardless. There will be something new on Thursday. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe. Throw up those five-star reviews if you can. It does help other fangirls find the show. And... It's always appreciated by me, and I, and I do appreciate when you guys take the time to uh, to do that. And I appreciate you listening. Thanks for, for fangirling with me. All right, y'all. Carry on with the rest of your week, and I hope that you'll be back to fangirl with me again real soon.